This is the Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number 18. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we relax around the campfire in Bill's backyard. This week we talked about my recent trip to Chicago and Chicago stories in general. All right, we are live. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Pastor. And what should we talk about tonight? You know, being small town guys, you were just in Chicago not very long ago. Uh, That is true. I'd like to hear your experience about being in Chicago, and I could tell you some of mine and tell you what I know about experiences in Chicago, going to market, visiting family. And just driving through on the the ice system. Well, I'm sure I could dig deep and find a few Chicago stories. In fact, Chicago was the first place 25 years ago when I stepped foot in this country. It was at the Chicago O'Hare Airport in January. <laughs> Did you feel like a pilgrim? I just felt cold, mostly. Well, I bet you those boys did and girls did, too. There were no docks. There were no ports. It was just like... Well, I guess it depends when they got here, but if they got here in January, I bet they did feel rather cold. I so yeah, I could... they did. 1600 sometime, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but I think that was a year, not the time. But anyway, um, I don't, I don't day, know no. what... Yeah, I don't know what time of year they got here. Um, so you were just there with uh, your family, correct? Downtown? Yes. Yeah. Um, we didn't stay downtown. We stayed uh, on the north side of Chicago, just just shy of Evanston. Evanston is the first suburb as you go north out of Chicago City proper. Uh, and you were north of that? And no, we we were just we were just shy of Evanston, so we were in the northern part of the the city proper. Okay, uh, I don't know much about that area. The only thing I know about that is that uh, Northwestern University is there. Uh, yes, uh, that's actually in Evanston. Um, we were down there. Uh, the primary reason we were there was that uh, daughter number two is is looking at uh, Loyola University. Ah, the Jesuit school. Uh, indeed, they are, and um, apparently they have a very good reputation for uh, clinical psychology, and so that's that's what she wants to do. She's been saying that for a while now, so I'm thinking it's probably true. Um, She's been pretty firm on that, so that requires lots of pieces of paper. 
And so that one and, uh, oh, a couple of months ago we went over to Carthage College. Yeah, sounds like you're a so she those, likes Lake Michigan. Uh, well, I hope she does because uh, she's only looking at two colleges and they're both right on the lake, uh, which is lovely in the summer, but uh, I can assure you being that close to water in the winter is, is not as much fun as you think it's going to be. Oh, I know cause, because I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fun at all. But she'll, she'll manage. She's young. You have to remember, her heart's a little bit younger than ours, and it's more efficient. Probably, yes. So that was the the driving reason for us going down there, and then uh, there was a, a no-school day on the Friday, uh, in-service or whatever they call it. So, so there was no there was no bus driving. So, like, okay, we can we can make a long weekend out of it and have fun. So. Uh, we we drove down Thursday evening, got there kind of late, but uh, fortunately the, the tour wasn't until like 10 o'clock, so uh, 10 a.m. the next day. So we uh, went and toured the campus. Um, some of the buildings are very beautiful. Quite old. Um, yeah. And uh, they've got some. They got some newer buildings that are just ugly, but they they've got some some definitely older buildings that are very nice. Uh, pretty impressive library um, and big study. It's a it's a library and study building kind of side by side. So that was interesting. And the third floor is the silent floor. You, you can't make any noise up there. I thought That's, all libraries are supposed to be. Well, no, because it's 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 a education center. So there is a library, but uh, it, it's it's not quiet like a traditional classic library would be. Uh, but on the third floor, apparently, it is. The tour didn't take us up there because we would have been too noisy. So. Um, yeah, so it was it was interesting to see. Which one's she going to pick? Well, she likes that one, but well, I don't mind which one you go to, but they're both private. They're both expensive, so you, hey, need, you need to become a lean, mean scholarship and grant applying machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll do it. She'll get there. I think she's going she's gonna to take a gap year or two first, and I think maybe do uh, MATC or Southwest Tech to... Oh, get those... Do, you get some of the, the, the kind of liberal arts stuff out of the way. Yep. Good plan. A lot of kids are doing that. Well, it makes sense because, it sure does. Uh, yeah, those colleges now offer a deliberate two-year associate's degree, which it's specifically targeted to satisfying all of the liberal arts requirements of most of these colleges. I don't know if it specifically satisfies the requirements at Loyola because they were talking about they have a certain core curriculum that everybody has to go through. So, yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's less expensive. Plus, she needs to get used to... Uh, she needs to transition into college, I think. It's a little bit different study patterns in college. Well, and you have to 
you know, you're living away from home. This would be our first time doing that. So there, there's, you know, many things changing at once. Oh yeah, it's a it's a culture shock. And, and I think uh, easing into that is is good. I mean, I I was doing quite well when I went to university, but even uh, even I had you know a few struggles. Uh, failed a stats class and had to retake that over the summer. Well, I tell you what, my first semester I had a 1.3. Oh my! So there was there was a definite culture <laughs> shock. But after that, uh, after a couple of pink slips and saying, uh, "Mr. Wall, is this college ready for you, or are you ready for college?" Well, I buckled down that second semester and got myself off probation. You know, coming, coming from a private school, I didn't think, oh, I didn't, a Jesuit private school. I didn't think I had to study. Well, that's wrong. I just, uh, I threw all my study habits out the window. And then I got back to the basics, get my feet on the ground again, and away I went, out in four years. Excellent. Yeah, I, I've heard that it's, it's tough for uh, people to get through their school in uh, four years. One of the things I liked about Carthage was they have a very high percentage of people that complete their degree in four years. Oh, definitely, definitely. So that, yeah. I think I had a slight preference for Carthage. But, uh, Small town. Yeah. From what I remember, it's a very compact school. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Loyola is kind of, uh, although they have two campuses because then they have the they have one downtown, really, really downtown. I mean, you know, right at one end of the the Miracle Mile. Oh, at the end so, of Michigan Avenue. Yeah, the north end is it? Uh, I think so. Water ta- Water Terror Place. So anyway, that's uh, they have a they have a, a downtown campus there and some class some courses have more classes there than at the, the main one but so it's good um, so that was the reason we went down and then uh, we wanted to of course we wanted to do a little bit of visiting uh, things while we were down there uh, the, the girls had a number of oh we really want to go here and here and here and Kate wanted some pictures taken, so I had to take my camera and pretend to be a uh, uh, portrait photographer. Normally, I prefer to take pictures of landscape. I'm a landscape photographer. That's what I want to be. That's what I like. And she's like, well, I want you to take pictures of me. I'm like, but I don't like taking pictures of people. Yeah, you know, the thing so. about landscape photography, landscape is always smiling when people do not. Yes, a landscape doesn't blink. It doesn't look bored. It's nope. not. It, it doesn't mind if the picture turns out bad, and you have to come back the next week and do it again. It, landscape is very agreeable to work with. Well, that and that's why they have Photoshop. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, so what I told uh, what I told Kate was, well, I'm I'm going to take pictures of the the scenery behind you, and you're just going to happen to be in the picture. Yeah, that's, that's she could photobomb it, it. Yeah, you you photobomb my. Uh, my landscape pictures. Uh, so we we went to the there's a a nice uh, conservatory down there, kind of arboretum 
type place under glass, and that was nice. Uh, so I, I, I enjoyed going there, so I didn't mind taking pictures while we were there. Navy Pier, did you get out to there? We didn't. We didn't think that uh, there was going to be a lot going on. A lot of wind. Yeah, probably. A lot of cold. Coldness. Yeah, yeah, probably. So we didn't do Navy Pier. We did go and see uh, what's its nickname? The Bean. I think Heaven's Gate or something. Whatever the big, the big shiny thing. The kind of very reflective metal shiny thing that looks like a large coffee bean laying on its side. Um, so we went to see that. I don't even think I've seen the reflective coffee bean. I, well, I'd seen a picture of it, but now I've actually seen it. Take a picture of it? I, I took several pictures of it, Bill. That's right. what I do. Now it's in your own library. <laughs> now now I, I I have seen it, and I can prove that I've seen it. <laughs> to get to Buckingham's Falls? Or Buckingham uh, Water Fountain? Yes, but they... Turned it off? Yes, they turned it off, it. I think, the week before. Okay. So, it was, I mean, it was still pretty impressive, and... and my inner geek actually probably enjoyed seeing it more without water in because I was looking at the pipes that run around the bottom of the oh sure the fountain. Some of those are like four and six inch pipes. Yeah. That's a whole lot of water that that thing uses. Well, that's a big fountain. It's a huge it's, fountain. What yeah. is it? Thirty feet across? Oh, it's got to be more than that. Well, my the building it I may, used... it may be a hundred feet across. It it's, really it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's bigger or wider than my store length was yeah yeah I, I'm I'm stuck in my I I'm I assert that it was at least a hundred foot wide uh, it's been many years since I've been there so probably 25 it's been a long well you know when I first so okay I, when I first came to this country I arrived in Chicago and I was going to be here for six months I was uh, helping out to the helping out work so they were having a startup this is back before startups are trendy and people got rich doing them uh so so i was i wasn't trendy and i didn't get rich uh well i put me in that boat too we can go out and sail <laughs> in lake michigan so i was i was thinking of You came to Chicago. You're yep. here for six months. You so you had a six month visa? No, I just came over on two three month visiting visas. Uh, but the this is pre nine eleven. So oh. uh, the third time I came into the country on a three month visiting visa, the uh, the guy was like, "Well, I'm not sure I should let you in." I go, "Dude, I'm just." I'm just working. The boss said to come over here. He said, well, tell the, tell the boss to get a real visa. I go, I'll tell him. <laughs> so I told the boss, and he he called the company lawyers and got me a real visa. But, How long uh, did that take? Uh, well, he had, he had connections in Chicago, so that went through really quickly. Like within the day? Um, no, but by the time my three-month normal visiting visa was up, there was a proper H-1B professional person's working visa waiting for me back at the American Embassy in London. So so then when I had to go back to England, go to the embassy, get my passport stamped, and then come back over to America. Sounds like a lot of hassle. 
Um, yeah, but uh, at that point, it was worth it because I had met a nice young lady when I arrived in this country. Would her first name be Shana by any chance? I, you know. Is that a coincidence? What a coincidence because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she was quite nice, so I thought I would, would stick around a while. Uh, but So my, my six months that I came over here for is, is now going on about 25 years. Love struck. Uh, well, a little bit. Did you tell them that at the embassy? Say, uh, give me the passport, guys, I'm love struck. No, because they don't care if you've met somebody or not for a H-1B. Oh, okay. Um, Just curious. Now, when you when we got married and I, I got a permanent residence, which is what they call the green card, which is not green. Just just want to say that. I'm still disappointed. Yeah, I wonder why they call it a green card when it's not. It's just regular I, I paper don't know. Um, it wasn't even made out of card. It was plastic. So uh, mm. <laughs> It was a green piece of plastic. It wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't I, even uh, green, was it? No, no, it wasn't green. It was a, a kind of a light brown, tan brown colored piece of plastic. Mm. Okay, this is very disappointing. With your picture on it. Yeah. All the vital statistics. Yep. Um, so in order, you know, I got my permanent resident through marrying a uh, an American and so there were some we did have to do some extra paperwork and jump through some hoops and, and get affidavits from people that uh, as far as they could tell we were living together as a married couple and, and all that it wasn't quite as bad have you ever seen the movie Green Card I don't think I have you should watch that uh, I wish I hadn't have watched it before we went through the process because uh, have you heard of Gerard Depardieu? No. Okay, he's a French guy with a name like that. So he he's in this movie and and he finds somebody in this country and they do a marriage of convenience and go their own separate ways and and then the uh, INS or whatever they're called today ICE uh, they follow up and call them in for interviews to prove that they are living together as a married couple. And of course, they don't know anything about each other because they've been you know, they, they both went their own separate directions. You know, there used to be a TV show called The Newlywood Games where those married, young married couples didn't know a thing about each other. So yeah. maybe it should have been called The Green Card Game. Well, maybe. And I was oh man, I was nervous because yes, we, we were married living together as a married couple uh they had just sweating bullets well actually the the well i was sweating beforehand but then oh. the interview was 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 very pleasant we only had one interview we were in we were both in the room at the same time whilst we were talking to the uh the agent in, in question was it a panel or just one guy or one, one gal one very nice lady talking to both of us at the same time and I was surreptitiously looking out the corner of my eyes trying to see if there's any cameras in there. I didn't see any. I mean, <laughs> they have a mirror? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was just it was just a nondescript office somewhere in Omaha. Uh, so you had to go a, to Omaha? Yes. From Chicago to London to the embassy back to Chicago get in the car. It wasn't a Porsche, was it? Uh, no, that was your no, no Porsches on, on that. And, and that's, uh, let me see, I'd been in this country a little over two years, like two and a half years when we got married. So, um, 
but yeah, that that process went really well for us. But I knew other people who had married uh, foreign uh, brides, and some of their descriptions were of the the process they went through to to bring those uh, ladies in. Where it was just horrifying. I'm like, wow, we didn't have anything like that. Because I was I was worried. I mean, not about the fact that we'd been doing anything wrong. We were married. We were actually living together but I was like oh if they asked me her favorite ice cream or what color her toothbrush is I would have no idea I don't even know what color her toothbrush is now we've been married 23 years <laughs> I know what color like, Lisa's toothbrush is because mine's not that color oh <laughs> and there's yeah. only two of them well that does narrow it down a bit so I what does this mine's... have to do about being in Chicago I don't know Bill this is how we roll on, we huh? we, we st- we started. I'll get back there. I'll get back there. Anyway, all right. So, let, <laughs> so uh, all right, you're I'm in gonna, Omaha. No, no, no. We're no, talking gonna, about Chicago. Yeah, I can take this as a hint that you're you're bored with. Uh, oh with no, the no, not at all. Because went. I've never been through this situation. <laughs> I've never had to go through uh, an so I, interview so I had to find the, out if Lisa and I are living together. Well, open your eyes and look. Yeah. Surprise. This is a nice night. No wind. It's it's very bundled nice. up. All right, so let's let's go back to stories about Chicago. Okay, so when you were there, so you I, when I was first in this country, I was in Chicago for six months, and then because uh, the company I was working for, they were having a startup within the group. So this is not a separate company startup, but a, starting a new office here in in America, and it started in Chicago. Uh, so I was here for six months in Chicago. They were uh, chasing. Funding, I don't know what they called it, uh, but they ended up getting a consortium of business people out in Waterloo, Iowa, to invest in the company. And so, not surprisingly, one of the conditions was the company had to relocate to Waterloo, Iowa. So there's nothing in Chicago then. Just picked up everything, all your notebooks and pencils, and off to Waterloo. Yes, that's uh, that's exactly what we did after six months. So uh, I had the summer because I arrived in April, and then we left Chicago late October, early November. So then I was in Waterloo in the November that year, and it was cold. It was probably a lot easier to bike though, and a lot less treacherous than Chicago. Well, that, at that point, uh, I. I knew I was going to be out there for a while, so because uh, I had I had my real uh, visa at that point, so um, the money had to fly back to London. For yeah, yeah, that's right. So I I ended up getting getting a vehicle, and so uh, but when I was in Chicago, I used to cycle. Uh, every, I would cycle through the the rush hour. Uh, I lived in northern Chicago, uh, a little bit more north. I was like half a dozen blocks away from the the line between Chicago and, and Evanston. Uh, the apartment I was in was right on the lake. It was really nice. I think the boss used some uh, connections to to get me a a place there. It was it was kind of low frills, but 
but not in a bad way. It was it was it was a nice low frills apartment. So did you ever get bored of looking at Lake Michigan in the morning? Uh, no. I no. don't think I would either. I got a question. When you yeah. got on the plane to go back to get your visa in London, did China see you off? Or did you say, we'll see you soon? Um, those flights I did solo. So, yeah, I would just you know, wish her goodbye. I would go to visit on the weekends. Uh, in, London, so I, in England, we were there. No, in, in this country, I would... would so... It, until after we were married, uh, no. The f- the first few flights, anyway. When I was chasing the the visa, I would go over on my own. So I would just. Uh, I don't think she ever came down to the airport to, to wave me off. Um, one one visit that we did over to my parents before we got married, uh, we did fly over together. Yeah, the the rest of them, all of the the boring, um, going back to England just because your your visitor's visa's up and you've got to leave the country and then come back again, or or had to go back to London to go and get my passport stamped with my H one B. Those I I did entirely on my own, um, and that's okay. Yeah, when Lisa and I, we didn't need a visa to get here from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Well, maybe we maybe you should have needed. You know, I, I think we let too many people from Minnesota in here. Well, she's a Packer <laughs> fan and a Brewer fan and well, a Wisconsin fan, so I think that's okay. She, she seems to have adapted quite well to, oh, yeah. The, yeah. to God's country. She's a native. Yeah, she's gone native. I, I pretty much have as well at this point. Uh, yeah, so I was in, let me see, so Chicago, I had to... Uh, nice apartment. The first half of the time I was in Chicago, I don't know, whatever it was, six, seven months, the total time, but uh, the first, like, three months, the office was somewhere in Evanston. I would, so I would cycle there in the morning. Because when I arrived in America, I arrived with one suitcase and my mountain bike, which I had broken down and, and put in it, or, you know, com- deconstructed as far as necessary and put in a, a large box, and that was in lieu of a suitcase so I this was back when you could have two suitcases and a carry-on bag yeah uh, and no extra fees for that so uh, I have I have one suitcase and I have my my mountain bike and so I assembled that when I when I got to the country I remembered to put the tools in the box to come over with the oh yeah bike. So, so that was uh, that was some good remembering there uh, so I think my total round trip, it was about three and a half miles each way. So a round trip of about seven miles. That's not the, bad. All flat. Uh, all flat, yep. And um, then the office moved to somewhere still in northern Chicago, but, but further down than uh, where my further apartment was. Further south than where you lived? For, yes, yeah. Uh, it was southwest of where I lived. Uh, and that was about a seven. So I think my round trip, I measured it was like 15 miles. So it was like seven and a half each way. And so I cycled 15 miles a day uh, from the apartment to work. And how old were you then? Uh, I was 27. Oh, so that's just like a 
was skipping the park. Well, th- and thankfully, I was cycling regularly when I came over here, which is otherwise I, I don't know if I would even have brought the mountain bike. So I was cycling regularly. So the the initial office run, the seven mile round trip, that was uh, you know I, I was super comfortable with that. Uh, but it also, you know, because I was doing that every single day, my, my legs were in good condition. So when I bumped it up to the 15-mile round trip, uh, that didn't, I mean, you know, obviously the first week or so, it was like, well, yep. this is much further. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a terrible shock to my system. Well, your legs would burn a little bit. I remember back in college. Well, they did sometimes on the way home because there were a couple of less good neighborhoods Oh, so as, yeah. as only Chicago can have. Well, I suppose anywhere, but but Chicago has a couple of less good neighborhoods, and so I I wasn't too worried cycling in in the morning because you know I'd be cycling through these neighborhoods like six thirty or seven in the morning, and you know the bad guys that they're even not though, turtle. Even, they're just... even though they're they stay up late, they don't stay up that late, so they were all they were all tucked up by then. Yep. Dreaming dreams of whatever bad guys dream of, but on the on the way home, because <laughs> not good things. Not good things, I don't think. Uh, but on the way home, we we did some long hours, so I would be cycling home anywhere from like seven to ten o'clock at night, and well, the bad guys are up and about at that point, so I cycled through those places. I did not stop. I did not slow down. <laughs> I uh, I went really quick. Just kept on going. It was it was basically a full blown bicycle sprint to get from from work to home. Um, so by the time I had finished my my stay in Chicago, I was I was quite skinny. You would not believe how skinny I was. Well, metabolism has a little to do with that as well. Well, a combination of yes, metabolism, uh, and some some solid daily uh, bicycling exercise uh, did me the power good. So yeah, I was I was pretty skinny. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, a little exercise age does uh, play with the metabolism. I was at a wedding just northwest of Chicago a couple weeks ago. And one of my cousin's son, who obviously this young man is also my cousin, he said, yeah, my jacket and shirt's a little tight because I've been working out. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I haven't been working out, and my pants are starting to get tight. So, <laughs> so that's, a, that's, a, that's a big clue there. Jump on the elliptical a little bit more. Yes. So when you're downtown, did you do Michigan Avenue? We did. We walked along Michigan Avenue. Um, my wife and, and daughters dragged Peter and I into uh, a number of stores, and thankfully they didn't buy much, so the credit card mostly survived unscathed. Well, good for you. Um, we we actually stopped at the Water Terror place. Yep. And uh, we had lunch there uh, at a restaurant, uh, not one I'd had heard of before but it was very pleasant the food was delicious and Peter and I went into the Lego store and we uh, 
we purchased some Lego for, for Peter because he had some leftover birthday money from, well, I think last year. <laughs> Good for uh, him. He's got far too many toys. So it's like, you, know, you don't need to spend any of his birthday money. You're tripping over your toys. But uh, we bought some some of the classic Lego. But you know those Legos, they're they're nice. They're not they're they're toys, but they're engineering kind of toys. Yes. Yep. And they uh, he he loves playing with Lego. So I I had told my wife that we'll buy him some more Lego. We'd got him some some Lego a couple of months ago, and he was playing with it, just enjoying it, making stuff. So I said, well, let's buy some more. I mean, he's got. Um, so they had like a nine hundred piece set for like 40 bucks oh uh, just you know uh, not one of the the themed sets but just a whole bunch of, of Lego 900 pieces of general Lego and things that you can build and, and a few instructions for some simple things that you could build so this is specifically aimed at kids around his age uh, so we, we bought that and so he's got you know a significant amount of that Lego now and he loves he gets it out and he plays with it and uh, he does have some sets, but we, we, he wasn't very good at not taking them apart and losing bits. So I, I said, okay, let's let's wait till he gets a bit more responsible with Lego before we let him have sets. But this stuff, yeah, if you lose a piece or two, you know, nobody's going to die. He's, I think, because we bought him a 700-piece set, a 900-piece. So he's got, like, 15, 1,600 pieces. If he loses a you know, a handful of those, uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. Well, the vacuum cleaner always seems to find them. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's having great fun with that. Oh, that's great. He, he's using his imagination. He's making all kinds of fun things. And he's like, yeah, this is this is what boys should be doing. And I trust you like Legos too? I played a lot of Legos, and I still like Lego. <laughs> we didn't have yes, Legos when yes, I was I a kid. We had Lincoln Logs and Tinker Toys and Erector oh, Sets. okay. Nope, I didn't have any of those things, but uh, I did have Lego. Um, I remember when the Technic, Technical Lego or Lego Technic uh, first came out. My It was expensive. My parents, though, they did buy me a... They, they bought me a nice set. I think it made like a bulldozer or a backhoe or something. And, and so I made that and uh, I enjoyed that. But my brother and I, because we have five years between us, so we didn't always get on the best. Uh, but when if we got the Lego out, we could play together for hours on end with zero fighting. Just playing Lego. Sounds like, you know, fun. We did that with Tinker Toys. And there was another plastic set. It was like steel beams, and I don't remember what they were called. You could build with them. There were houses, uh, chemical plants where you could put together uh, tubing and containers and fluid in it and let it watch it and die, which is pretty cool. Couldn't play with that a lot because when you get covered in the house, you don't want food dye all over the place. I suppose not. In fact, mom didn't even like water all over the place. That's <laughs> uh, a mom thing. Yeah, it them. is. But yeah. then again, you know, little boys, well, things didn't get sealed up properly, so yeah, didn't have leakage one place or another. Oh, of course. No, yeah, it was fun. So that was so that was fun for Peter and I to go into the the Lego store. Then we, 
headed back. We had Chicago pizza one night while we were down there. That was that was delicious. That's pretty filling stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I love that deep dish Chicago. Pizza. I I can't get into thin crust pizza. It's just that's just annoying. Well, that it's a, it's Chicago pizza is kind of like a casserole. It's so thick. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Yeah. No. So we we had pizza. We went out for uh, Thai food one lunchtime. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Chicago is one of those places where I don't mind visiting, but I'm not, and you know, staying there for a long weekend. Uh, that's okay because that's just kind of visiting. But uh, it's always pleasant to see it in the rearview mirror on the way out of town. Yeah, I'm with you on that. How was traffic getting in and out? Uh, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. I think. Well, we we hit it on the way in. We were we were late in the evening. I think we got to our accommodation. We we did an Airbnb, uh, which worked out really well. Um, although when I got back the week after I, we got back, I I read an article about uh, Airbnb scams, and this person got scammed down in Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good gracious me! I'm glad it worked out all right for us. Good good thing it wasn't you. Yeah, but uh, no, we had we had a really good. A really good host. They actually lived downstairs. They had a, a traditional Chicago townhouse. You know, oh, sure. Those brick townhouses. Those yep. things are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they lived downstairs. And uh, so we stayed in the upstairs. And uh, it was very well supplied. Plenty of room. Everything was very nice and in excellent condition. Uh, the floors were really creaky. And so they... they in the rules for the house, it was like, you know, please, uh, please don't move around too much after 11 p.m. Well, the first the first night, we only just managed to get every, everybody in and settle down and eat a snack and, and in bed by 11. But then the other nights, yeah, we uh, we were all snoring by 11 o'clock, so we didn't. I don't think we broke too many house rules there. So it's like, so it sounds like you had fun. We had, lot we of had lots of fun. Yep. Some good food, some exploring. Uh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember many, many, many years ago taking my kids. Lisa and I would take them. We'd go to market. And it was fun. My brother and his wife, they lived in several different areas of Chicago. They'd take us on the, the L, on the train, uh, the zoos, lakefront, one restaurant. Uh, great like you said, great restaurants. Next. Oh, so much good food in Chicago. Oh, oh yeah. But you got to be able to pay for it. you got to be able to afford it. Well, there is that. There you is can't that. do it 365 days a year. No. No, but visiting for a long weekend was fun. Yes. And now visiting, to me, Chicago is going down to the south side in Beverly where Brother Don lives and we t- partake in his Airbnb which cost us, oh, I'll take you out for dinner tonight, and uh, I'll bring him a bottle of scotch, one thing or another. And that's much more fun than for us now than going downtown and seeing Navy Pier and the lake. If I want to see Lake Michigan, I'll go up to Door County. <laughs> Small town yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I've, I've seen Lake Michigan uh, so in the winter when I first came over, and then I sort of, of course, during the summer, because 
Um, there were a few... I had a few weekends where I cycled downtown to go exploring when I was first here. But then, after a few weeks being in the country, I met the aforementioned nice young lady. And... Uh, so Chewed drove, up a lot of your time. Drove up to Wisconsin every single. Rented a car. Drove up to Wisconsin every single weekend to uh, to go see the aforementioned nice young lady. So where um, did you meet this nice young lady? Um, well, <laughs> that's a okay. That can't be full, a long story. You met her at one spot. I must. It's, was it at this location? It is. A, it is a it? long story, but uh, the short version of it is. Can you nutshell it? Yes, okay. I, I met her at a church in no. it was either it was either Evanston or Skokie. Uh, All right, Evanston, I think. And uh, she was there for a gospel concert, uh, and I was there for non-gospel concert reasons. Because I wasn't in the church at that point in time. Are you looking for a young lady? Uh, no, actually, I was. Uh, I'd met the uh, the guy who was supplying the sound system for the concert, and uh, was there helping him. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, you're probably there helping the guy do all the technical stuff. Yeah, so I so I was I was there mostly to to help whole whole stuff, um, and that's when I met her and said hello and. Gave her my uh, phone number, and she then foolishly, a few days later, called me, uh, and she's been stuck with me ever since. Mm, things could be worse. Well, <laughs> could have been with the guy that you know that you were helping out. Oh, I but I don't know him, guy. so I guess I can't yeah. say that. Yeah. So, no, it worked out very nice. I mean, there's there's, there's lots of other details. That I just obviously skimmed over. But I want to know the the exact time. It was like probably a Friday or a Saturday, and then she went came back to Wisconsin, back to God's country. I believe it was a Saturday evening. Okay. Don't ask me the exact time. You'd have to ask her. I don't know. She was there with her mom. Okay. And so. So she was well chaperoned. Uh, she was very well chaperoned. Yes, my uh, my mother-in-law could be quite defensive of her children. Uh, somehow, she wasn't defensive enough and uh, didn't drive me off. But then I, I had still had a lot of my, well, I had all of my British accent back then. So, oh. uh, so you so sounded pretty cool. So between being dashingly handsome um, and sounding very, very British. Now you said this was a Saturday night? Yes. With the lights off? Um, the lights were on when okay, I was talking. Okay, because I was her. just wondering. You know, you said yes, you yes. Thank you, Bill. I was picking I'm up. Just on the, wanting I was to know. Picking up on the inference there. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to know all the all everything that was going on. Just had you know. Just Thank, making sure. Thanks, Bill. You know the tagline for our uh, podcast is that uh, it's a couple of handsome guys. I know, but nobody can so. see us, especially well, me. No, but. Let's let's not ruin their illusions. All right, we can hold on to that. Yeah, so let me see. Oh, I gotta have another Chicago story. You know. Well, uh, of course, once I started um, 
visiting a nice Wisconsin girl on the weekends, then of course I had to start cheering for the Packers. Oh yeah. Because well, I'm, well what did you know about football? You're a cricket guy. Well, I played yeah, I played rugby. I well, I knew right. I knew about American football. We because the university uh, had a couple of friends that really liked American football. And we would stay up late on a Sunday night to watch the, what would be a Sunday afternoon football show in this country. So they would... noon, wasn't it? uh, Well, there's six hours difference. So um, depending whether you were watching a noon game or one of the evening games, you you could have to stay up quite late in England to watch American football. But but they had it, and it was on Channel 4, and you could could watch American football. So I had watched some. I, I hadn't uh, picked a team to cheer for. I just liked watching the game. I thought it was... Big guys running into each other. Watch the little guys run around them. Yeah. Well, dancing know. the ball. It's it's a bit... It's a bit like chess and ballet, but with, you know, 300-pound guys. You know, back in the day, though, it wasn't 300 pounds. Well, that's true. I have heard that. Um, You're only a mere 150. Yeah. You're 250 pounds, and then they even went down to like 125 for a receiver. This is like back in the 60s. Right. Those are little quick guys. Yeah. So I was... uh, A uh, by uh, pragmatic uh, for pragmatic purposes, I was a Packers fan because I wasn't I wasn't going to be dating any nice young lady from Wisconsin unless I said I was a Packers fan. And so you gotta I like cheese fan. and brats. Well, I already like cheese and and I love well old English sausages are more like brats than anything else. So so cheese and brats were a natural for me already. All right, so you had your so, foot in the door. Yep, and and the the English accent, and uh, and I was like, well, I got if I've got to pick a team, I'll cheer for the pack. So, so I, I, this, I, I had a uh, I had a Packers T-shirt, and I remember uh, on I think the Packers beat the Bears twice that year, or at least anyway, I remember at some point in the fall when at least must have been at least the first game. The Packers had stuffed the Bears, and so on the Sunday, and then on the Monday, I was riding to work through Chicago rush hour traffic, <laughs> wearing a Packers T-shirt. So I don't know if I'm brave or foolish. Probably one of the most, uh, but uh, noticeable people. I I survived the the experience. Uh, there were lots of uh, other drivers though that were all waving to me and excitedly pointing out that the Packers were number one. At least I think... There are surprisingly... I think that's what they meant. A lot. Well, well but I tell you, yeah. Yeah. yeah it using, depends on which finger you're Using only about. one finger. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't the, wasn't the pointer finger. Well, it wasn't like he had a lot to do with the game. But, you know, a previous point I was going to make is there are a lot of Packer fans in Chicago. There was a lot of Packer fans across the entire country. Oh, Yeah. There's Packer bars in every major city. Yeah. Well, because they really are America's team. They're not yeah. self-proclaimed like the Dallas Cowboys. 
Oh, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys got issues. <laughs> yeah, they always had. Well, the only time they didn't have issues was when they had this head coach by the name of Don Landry. He was a class act. And he had players like Roger Staubach. He came from the, was it the Air Force Academy or Naval Academy? I can't remember. But he was, he was a great quarterback, but just uh, an outstanding human being. We got clouds tonight and no no stars. And you know what? We got no leaves so we can have we have a broader scope of the sky. So Anthony is leaving uh, Hi Anthony. Uh, Hello. Leaving comments on uh, my my post where I posted a picture of our fire. So he wants to know Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Uh, favorite one hundred acre wood character. Well, um, I read both sets of books when I was a lad. Um, I think I'm going to have to give the nod of the hat, pun intended, to Winnie the Pooh. Uh, although, actually, it's Paddington wore the hat. But anyway, uh, so I like Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I like the AML stories and the poems. Uh, and I think I told at one point the story about how I met... Christopher Robin. So, yeah, so I'm definitely going to have to get the, the tip of the hat there. And then favorite 100 acre wood character. Um, I really like Eeyore. You like Eeyore. I'm a Tigger like, kind of guy because I like bouncing Eeyore. around. All right, then uh, the next <laughs> question he had, and maybe we'll save this one, I don't know, for another podcast. Uh, feelings about decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving is over. Uh, yes, I have strong feelings on that subject. <laughs> you so, like it after, right? Uh, well, in England, my, okay, my preference is to decorate on Christmas Eve. You put the tree up on Christmas Eve, you decorate, and then you take it down on Twelfth Night, which is 12 One days 12. later. Uh, no, I can't remember what it is because you know, obviously from the 25th to whatever, 12 days later. Um, my, uh, my wife can't quite bring herself to sign off on that. So we, we decorate more mid-December and then take the, we usually take the tree down at some point in the first week in January. So you go. Thank you, Anthony. Ugh. Well, we'll see you and talk to you later, Anthony. I'm a Winnie the Pooh fan because I like your Jack in the Box. <laughs> as far as decorating, I like to take the opportunities when I can. Anthony and Christine Edwin won't be here for our Thanksgiving we have at our house, which is in about two weeks. But I do have two grandkids here. That I'll have a tree up downstairs with the lights on it. So all they have to do is put the ornaments on. Oh, okay. So, and then it'll be down there with my elliptical machine. And all the other posters and things I have. Very good. But the major decorating comes 
after Thanksgiving, or maybe even Thanksgiving Day. Actually, oh, we, won't, we won't be here Thanksgiving Day, so it'll be that, the weekend. That's end. way too early for me. I, like I said, if I have my druthers, it would be Christmas Eve, but uh, but my wife can get me to yeah, kind of like a week, week and a half before that. We can we can put stuff up. That's like, like okay. You know, being a guy that an ex-retail guy. We had a hand. Well, that's true. Decorated. Okay, yep. I will I will grant you that. So I'm looking at it through a different Yeah. Now, from oh. a from a pastoral perspective, I and I suppose I would have to ask other pastors, but my personal perspective is I don't like to get started on Christmas too early, otherwise I feel all Christmas out by the time Christmas actually gets here. Well, what about the advent calendar? Do you believe in that in your church? Uh we don't do an advent calendar. Oh. I mean, I I don't have anything against it. My parents would usually get my brother and I an advent calendar. You know, but not like calendar. Candy. Excuse me, advent wreath. Uh, my wife puts a, a wreath up on the the door. The advent wreath. So we we have we'll normally have a wreath up. We'll have a tree. Um, she puts lots of other. She generally doesn't put too much more Christmas decoration up, but she likes to put winter decorations up. So we'll have, you know, she's she's got a, a set of uh, dishes and cups that are have a winter uh, pattern on. So she will swap the she'll swap those out at some point, probably shortly after Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, we we usually have, we'll have a wreath up on the door and then. We'll have the Christmas tree. Well, you'll see the big tree out in front lit. I look forward to that every year. We, uh, our Alex, our neighbor from across the street, says he's got a one of these elevated lifts that can take care of that for us. And he said he and his wife love the tree. I says you could be a big part of it if you bring those things. Yeah. So hopefully this weekend we take care of that. Take all the lights off during the day and start putting them on at night. You know, this is funny. Here I am, 66 years old. I ha- I crawl up the middle. I climb up the tree <laughs> in the middle with an extension cord so it can plug in the top portion of the tree. Ah, nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. In fact, Lisa and I went out and we purchased 1,200 lights for the top of the tree and then we'll have to see how far that goes because, you know, <laughs> the lower you get, the more lights it takes. That's true. Takes. Yep. Do you have an estimate of what your current bulb count is on that tree? It could be close to 5,000 this year. Well, well, I love it. I think it, I think it's beautiful. Oh, you can see it from six blocks away. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, I love it. That's my, that's the self-proclaimed Dodgeville Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. Well, it looks pretty Christmassy, so I, you know, how's it go? It's not bragging if you really can do it. I mean, you know, it's, it looks like a very beautiful Christmas tree when you when you light it up. So I don't think it's something wrong with describing it just exactly like that. During the day, of course, you see the wires, but at how many people go by during the day? It's at night when it's lit. 
Right. That it gets the attention. I think you'd actually have to, if you just drove by and you weren't specifically looking for them, I don't think most people would even notice the wires. True. Because people should be watching I mean, you, when you they're can, driving you can so see them, for wires on the tree. Yeah, I mean, if you're walking by, you can see them. And of course, I live next door, so I can see them because I look out at it periodically. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, it's probably about time to wrap this one up. I'm just trying to think if I've got any more Chicago stories. Um, The food in Chicago is awesome. Uh, I never did get to explore the the city because I knew I was going to be in in the country for six months. That was the arrangement that uh, my boss had with the the guy starting up the startup. So it's like, okay, well, I'll... Every weekend, I'll I'll go and explore some new and interesting thing of Chicago, and that you know, there's lots of stuff. I was gonna hit every museum and you know just do all kinds of things. Well, then just to investigate every museum is incredible. I I right. read a book called The Schooners of Lake Michigan, which was how you transported things through the United States when it wasn't even the United States. There were no docks, there were ports, there were Chicago, Milwaukee, Green Bay, many little thing, many little uh, bergs along the Michigan side and oh yeah, and the Wisconsin side. Uh, that's how people got around. Even before there were roads. The, the roads were a cow path that went... A single horse would go down. If you were lucky. If you were lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my plan to uh, explore Chicago uh, came to a screeching halt the moment I met the aforementioned nice young lady. Uh, but on the other hand, I did get to explore southeast Wisconsin because we would, I would drive up there and we would go and take day trips on the Saturday and, and just so we went into Milwaukee, we visited state parks and walk trails and visited coffee shops and so had lots of fun, just didn't explore Chicago. Well, <laughs> Explored southeast Wisconsin and thoroughly enjoyed it. So Shanna's from Burlington, correct? Uh that's where yes, well that's where she, she lived when I when mm-hmm. I met her, yeah. So. Well I tell you what living here for as long as they had. There's still parts of south central, southwestern Wisconsin that I haven't seen because it's just busy, busy with kids. Yeah. Well, you know, there, uh, there are, when I started driving school bus, I discovered there are all kinds of country roads and back roads around just within our county that I hadn't driven on yet, but I've driven on them now because somebody lives down there and i got to... You know, I had to take a take their kid back home. Yeah. So, and there's some pretty pretty cool old churches and uh, oh, there's there's tons of nice stuff in Iowa. County. Old houses, stone yeah. houses, and things. Yeah, there's little country churches, country schools, uh, just some some beautiful overlooks. It, yeah, all without even leaving our county. Uh, it's it's very impressive how how beautiful. Iowa County. I mean, because we're we're a little bit, sh- little bit too south to claim that we're in the Northwoods like they do up in the Dells. Um, you know, of course we're not. Uh, 
Um, we're not on the the Mississippi River, so we don't have bluffs and things. Uh, we're not Door County, so we, we, we can't claim you know any of the, the beauty that comes from, from being on the Michigan Shore, Lake Michigan Shore. But with all of those things that we can't claim, it's still a very beautiful county. Well, you know what we can claim? Just sitting around the campfire and letting all the pressure from the mind roll down with your shoulders, down your back, and onto the ground. And we are totally relaxed. Amen. So if you want to relax, you just come to southwest Wisconsin and we'll fire up the, the pit in the backyard. Although maybe not once we've got feet of snow. Oh, we, we may still do it. Well, it could be fun. We call it Valley Forge. Anthony and I come out here and we'll light a fire and. Well, all right, Anthony, you hear this? You got to come out here, and we're all gonna sit around a fire. Bring some really warm clothing. Bring lots of warm layers. Don't have to worry about it too much, Anthony. Remember, I did own a clothing store at one time. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure you've got plenty of clothes you could lend him, but uh, well, will he be brave Anthony's enough got to plenty sit? Plenty of clothes of his own. <laughs> yeah, will he be brave enough to sit out here with us? You know what, Anthony? You can email the pastor. Don't email me because I won't answer. I don't think I've given him my email, so I'm safe as well. Yeah, you better email me and I'll forward it to him. <laughs> All right. Well, should we wrap this episode up? I think we should. All right. Good night, folks. Twas a pleasure. And Merry Christmas. Oh, dear Lord. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. 